Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, yo, what's up, brother? Hey, happy one year, man. Happy one year, right? We got yeah. some exciting stuff coming up in year two. We're, uh, we're really, really happy to announce that, um, that we are just signed a, an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app and, um, they've been kind enough to, uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah. They, uh, we met them in LA when we did the, uh, Salon Digital Summit and they, really believed in what we were doing Mm -hmm. and how we were doing it and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to uh to even reach more listeners and and give what we give that's that's right so um with our uh with our partnership with uh schedulicity we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows so uh hopefully we can see you guys out there on the hair shows when we're there visiting yeah and and they're going to give us a some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well and i'm so excited that you know we're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in yeah no doubt uh, that that's pretty exciting so uh anyway schedulicity once again big shout out to you and uh thank you for joining your day off i'm <laughs> silly hey hey welcome to your day off my name is Corey. And of course i'm sitting with my bud tony what's up tom what's going on man Hey, uh, this is probably the quickest podcast we're turning, you know, around. Literally, when you guys hear this, we just recorded this two days ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, it's interesting though. I mean, I, um, on Instagram and 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 on Facebook, there, people are posting about it a whole whole bunch. Um, we're talking to uh, Kristen Karen today, and Kristen, um, I mean, she'll tell us kind of how she got involved with this and all. But um, basically, she's uh she's set up a petition, a, a riot, a, a, a disrupting <laughs> kind of whatever in Washington state, um, you know, she's the one that's really supporting the booth renters and the suite owners from what I understand, the suite owners in, in Washington state and in, in the new legislation that's trying to be passed there. Hey, thanks for having me on guys. <laughs> welcome. Well, Ms. Kristen Karen again. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to your day off. So, I mean, just start us at the very beginning and, and how are we and what's going on and all yada yadas. Well, I mean, the very beginning for me, just, there was a, Facebook post in this group of uh, Northwest hairstylists from just other people in Washington that said, Hey, have you guys seen this? What is this? And um, just this piece of legislation that had to do with, with booth rentals. And, you know, I kind of glanced at it and didn't give it another thought. And then the next day somebody posted something about it again. And they were like, this is a serious problem. And uh, it was basically a piece of legislation that they're trying to pass in our Senate um, that would have, completely banned booth rental in our state. So it would have either forced us to continue working as commissioned employees um, or have the option if we wanted to work um, 
as self-employed individuals, we would be restricted to only working inside of um, like studio suite-based salons. So basically, if it looks like a commission salon, then you have to be paid via commission. So it's just, it's, well, well, let's back up a little bit. Like, what does the law say, like, specifically? Specifically, it's changed a lot, and the language is really confusing. Are, you know, in the beginning, we weren't really sure. Uh, the one, the two things that were absolutely very clear that we understood were that um, they were banning booth rental arrangements between uh, employers and individual business owners. Um, the other thing that was really clear is they were trying to prevent somebody who owned a, an independent salon um, from being able to continue to work as a hairstylist if they were leasing spaces to other stylists as booth renters. For some reason, I'm really confused. No, no, so we totally all are confused. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, do you get this at all? I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, you know, so, so studio suites wouldn't be affected? Is studio that what you're suites saying? would not be affected. In fact, this would actually make studio suites um, the only, unless somebody were going to open their own brick and mortar location and work alone, inflation stands now, studio suites would be our only option if we did not want to be a commissioned employee and wanted to remain self-employed. So basically it sounds like an aesthetic, right? Like if it looks like this, it has to be run like this. If it looks like that, it can kind be Kind of. Like the that. whole thing, what we're being told by the senator who's sponsoring this bill um, is that the whole thing happened because... A small business owner, a small independent salon owner um, from Spokane came to her uh, and was complaining that salons that operated under a booth rental model didn't pay their fair share of taxes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure, but I know I've done like the learning curve on this has been huge and I never thought I would be this involved in taxes <laughs> or uh, politics or any of it. So the learning curve is pretty big. But from what I gather, um, and I mean, this is pretty normal. When you're self-employed, you don't pay tax, right? Because you don't, you're, you're not payrolling anyone. So commissioned right. salons have to pay uh, a payroll tax on all of their employees, and they pay a business and occupation tax in our state, and then, you know, income taxes and all those other things. So they're basically trying to tell us that as self-employed individuals now, uh, we need to be able to access the benefits of paying into things like unemployment and LNI. And unemployment, I, it's my understanding that as a self-employed individual, I don't even qualify for unemployment. So I'm not really right. sure why they're saying that we need to be paying into this, but they're saying this as, you know, they're promoting this as um, an idea of tax fairness because people who own their salons or own their own businesses with employees have to pay into unemployment. So why shouldn't somebody who is an independent contractor have to pay into unemployment as well? well I mean, if you, I think if you look at it and Tony and I talked a little bit about this, I mean, if you look at it and you remove the word tax and it's an unemployment insurance for it, the it state, is. you know, I, I mean, I don't know, again, if you, if you would never, if you would never grab that benefit, you know, why would you pay insurance and, for, for something that, that the benefit that, yeah. that you never grab. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. think yeah. I mean, that's it. kind of where we're all at though, is that everybody is so confused and nobody seems to understand kind of where she's coming from on this. Um, she meaning the owner of the Spokane. Uh, well, Harrison. her and the Senator who's sponsoring the bill. Um, 
you know, right. because you, you hear from one owner of a salon that, that there's not tax fairness between commission salons and salons that operate under a booth rental model. Um, you're, you're going to, you're going to write a bill that's going to completely change the law. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I mean, if you can't collect and I, I see a lot of people who's transitioning back from a booth rental back to the commission salon might take a little, like a, a month vacation and collect well, unemployment. That, right. I mean, it, you fire you know, yourself. We've, we've had a couple people kind of joking around in this Facebook group and they're like, Oh yeah. I mean, that sounds good. January's a slow month. Maybe I'll just take the month off and collect unemployment. And then, you know, <laughs> and then, right. uh, and that's great. So, but, but it's our understanding that as the law stands now, we're not even eligible to collect unemployment benefits. So why, why should we be responsible for paying into it? Because we've chosen to be self-employed. Um, so let's go back to another tax. So you said, I think you said you called it a business and occupation Correct. tax. Now as an independent contractor, do you, do you pay that as well? Or is that no, just No, we do pay that- um, there the limits. So myself as a self-employed person, uh, I have to earn uh, over $56,000 a year to, to, mm-hmm. I guess there's an exemption. So if I earn under $56,000 a year, and that's gross, correct. Right? I don't have to pay an occupation tax according to our state law. Um, so there was actually, she, the Senator who's sponsoring this bill, her name is Karen Kaiser, um, went on a local news station and referred to commission based salons as real salons who pay their business and occupation taxes. And, you know, basically implied that booth rental salons are not real salons, which, uh, I think kind of goes to show that she's a little bit prejudiced towards this. And it's a, it's, she's somehow targeting small businesses in our community is basically what we feel. Well, that makes sense. So as of today, um, where, where does the law stand and, and what needs to be done? Um, what needs to be done with well, the law? Or there are three separate pieces of legislation that we're, conf- you know, trying to work on. We're confused about. Um, this particular one, this, uh, booth rental, they're calling this the booth rental bill. Um, this one, she has removed the ban on booths and said that we will be able to continue to rent our booths and that owners should still be able to perform services alongside their, uh, renters. But the other problem is that there's, uh, different bills in legislation. It's a similar to, I, what I'm being told similar to something that happened in California where they're trying to more clearly define this relationship between employees and employers and really define what is an independent contractor. And it's my understanding that they're doing this because there are several businesses and this is not industry specific, um, but that there are several businesses who will employ people and classify them as independent contractors and then treat them as employees. So as an independent contractor, you should have complete control over the hours that you work, um, what your prices are, what you're charging for the work you do, things like that. But people will often employ people. They don't have keys to the business. They don't have um, things. And then at the end of the year, you know, these employers are classifying these people as independent contractors and giving them a 1099 so that the employer can um, not have to pay payroll taxes when they're paying these people, basically. And so what the law, this particular, this other piece of legislation is trying to more clearly define independent contractors, partly, I think, to help regulate some of that and stop that from happening, which isn't bad. But the problem Mm -hmm. is that the language is so vague that 
it, this whole thing is so confusing, right? Um, in our state, booth renters are auto-classified as independent contractors. And according to this other law, in our state, you have to either be considered an employee or an independent contractor. And so even if um, this other, this bill, that's the booth rental bill, doesn't happen, if we're able to kill that completely, we have to worry about this other one because if we're all independent contractors, that would mean that we're not, there's a provision in there that says that um, you're not allowed to lease space to anybody performing services in the same trade as you. So it's the same problem all over again, but just in a different bill with different language. So has that bill been no, passed? Or is that these aren't passed. And so these are all kind of going through the legislation right now. And those are kind of what we're fighting. Um, so, so how, so how can, how, so what can people do to join, you know, what you're, what you're starting this momentum? Well, you know, I mean, the, the best thing I think is to be aware. I think, I don't know that there's really a lot that people in other states can do. Um, you know, a lot of this has to do with politics and we're contacting a lot of, uh, of representatives from our local districts and representatives from our Senate and, and trying to influence these people and say, look, this is, this is how you're affecting an entire industry of people because it essentially, for a lot of us, studio suite salons that we can just go to, right? So that's essentially going to force all of us to kind of go back into commission salons, but there's only so many of those as well. So it's going to end up putting a lot of people out of work. And it also takes away the right to choose what kind of business you want to participate in. If you want to be a business owner, you should have the right to choose how you conduct your business as long as you're doing it legally and you're, you know, paying the things you're supposed to pay. So it's really kind of a huge issue and it's really restrictive and it's so it's interesting that these people are attacking one particular industry with a bill. That's what really made a lot of people stand up and pay attention. Um, and it really, I mean, people down in Olympia were just as confused as we were. So we're not really sure what's happening here. Um, the whole thing is, is it's just kind of a mess to be honest. So have you guys, have you guys, like you have this one, like uh, this one rogue senator, have you guys found any senators or anybody to represent your time or anybody that, 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 that that's bringing, you know, your, your, your cause or your case to the floor? And, and yeah, we do. So this bill just left, um, we had a hearing yesterday. That was the, the event where everybody was there. We had 1300 people sign in and that was a committee hearing, um, which I believe uh, my understanding is that, the committee hearings determine what bills actually make it to the Senate floor for a vote. Uh, and I think as it stands right now, this bill, um, the committee has not decided against presenting this bill yet. So it's still a real possibility that people could end up going and voting on this um, in the Senate, in which case if it passed through there, it would then have to pass through the House as well. If you had 13 people, 1,300 people show up, and, and I'm sure that's not all the booth It models. is not. Um, you know, I'm sure, I don't know if they're taking in consideration that those 1300 people have a ton of clients. That brings a whole nother problem to this issue, right? Is that a lot of us are worried, you know, if we're forced into working in commissioned salons again, we don't have control over the prices we charge. We don't have control over those things that help ensure that we're taking good care of our clients and we're doing it at a fair rate for them as well. And I'm, I'm, 
I mean, as a, as a sweet owner anyways, I mean, just a concern that I've always had about going back into a commission salon is that they could have me for a year and then fire me. And then I've got to go fight for my clients. Again, oh, absolutely. You know? And that's what, what's leaving so many of us so concerned as well is that, you know, we all left commissioned salons for a reason. I've been a hairstylist for almost um, 13 years and I've only been a booth renter for six months. I was in commissioned salons for 12 and a half years. And I was actually treated very fairly in commissioned salons. Um, but it, there, there comes a point, I think, that most hairstylists will understand that when you work as a commissioned employee, you can only climb so high, right? So the issue kind of goes into one of like, okay, do I continue working as a, in a commissioned salon doing, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week and just barely squeaking by? Or do I decide to operate independently and keep this money that I'm making for myself, pay my taxes, and then be able to really support myself. For me personally, you know, I, uh, it, and, and I, it's hard for the commission salon owners too, I think, um, because it, it's, they like to keep these employees, right? I understand where some of these commissioned owners are upset because they lose employees and then the employees take the clients. Uh, but that's the it, game, man. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, that's just and the game. I feel you know? like most salon owners totally get that. The salon I left, I was there for eight years, and I was paid a very fair commission wage, higher than any that I've ever actually heard of before from a commissioned salon. Um, but there right. comes a point where it's it no longer she can no longer sustain me as an employee if she has to keep giving me a raise because she's going to be paying me more than it costs her to employ me. Right. So the next logical thing for me to do, if I want to be able to continue to grow is to open my own small business. And the cheapest way to do that, sometimes the easiest way is to rent a booth because you don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar business. Right. And then you also, you know, even the studio suites are tend to be a little bit more expensive, um, at least in the research I've done uh, than booth renting. Sure. Well, I mean, Tony, I think I can speak for both of us. I think we, we, we really commend that you, uh, that you accidentally became an I, activist. You know what? It was very <laughs> accidental. I, I published that, you know, we created this group and we're all kind of panicking and what are we going to do? And the first thing I thought was, how can we get this information out to as many people as possible in one shot? Um, so I went on change.org and I started this petition and uh, you know that page and Everybody there kept sharing it and then sharing it and my clients shared it and their clients shared it. And, um, I, okay. So where, where, where as an industry, where can we find that page? You said it's change. change. Org, yeah. Org. And I believe if you get on, uh, and probably just search cosmetologist, it'll pop up. Uh, and I do believe it. If you, if you type, uh, if you type Washington state cosmetologist, um, it should pop up. Because even if we're not in your state, it's, it's a great, uh, thing to pay attention to in case one day it does affect your state. You know what I mean? And we can see how this unfolds and, and use this as a reference point of someone. Right. And, and it's our understanding actually that this booth rental bill, this ban on booth rental bill was uh, modeled after bills that passed that actually passed are in law um, in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And I, to be honest with you, have been so busy kind of trying to deal with things here that I haven't even gotten the chance to look at what that, legislature have actually done to booth rental in those states i don't know uh, but it's my understanding that booth rental is effectively not an option for hairstylists in those states um 
And I mean, the, the senator actually used the term copy and paste. She said, we copy and pasted from some <laughs> bills that were already enacted into law, which gives me um, great confidence in her abilities to lead our state. So that was actually the, That's a that, scary. Was the scariest. I think that is actually one of the scariest things I've heard so far. Yeah. Well, well, try to get as many hairdressers uh, from Washington to uh, send her a little email. Oh, we, she has been <laughs> feeling the heat, man. Good for her, man. Well, again, Miss uh, Miss Kristen, thank you very much for uh, again for your activism, and thank you very much for uh, for sharing it on our podcast. And um, Tony, if you have something to add, uh, we can just wrap this up. Or yeah, I, I'm just you know just continue to do what you do, and you know we're, we're definitely going to follow and you know look, watch the outcome. Hey, well, thanks Absolutely. so much for uh, for taking some time to chat with me. I will keep you guys updated for sure. <laughs> Yeah, if there's anything else we can do that in, in order to help out in any way, feel free to hey, reach yeah, out. Yeah, just, you know, put it out there for me and let people know in case there's somebody in Washington State who hasn't heard about it by now. So It's it's out there. Well, we'll, we'll do this. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you have any friends to Washington State, you know, be sure to uh, forward this podcast to them so they can kind of get the lowdown and, um, and uh, what Kristen's up to. And, um, you know, congratulations. I commend you for, 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 for taking this effort. And, um you know, thank you. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Please do me hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.